Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, all from the First Bank Studios here in Laurel and Hattiesburg. No intro today, but a great show. We're looking forward to talking to basketball coach Kyle Roan uh, after a great road win last night by, by the men's basketball team. Larry Wesson. He'll be joining us a little later in the show as well. Lots of things taking place at Pete Taylor Park. By the way, uh, open practice scrimmages uh, this afternoon, tomorrow, and Sunday afternoon at the Pete on the brand-new million-dollar field. We'll be talking about that a little later in the show as well. Opening segment of the Eagle Hour every day is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, our proud supporters of Southern Miss Sports and, of course, the Eagle Hour we appreciate them a great deal. It's a great weekend for eating out and no better place to go than Dickie's Barbecue. They cook their meat fresh in-house every day. And uh, you can always uh, have your special events catered and you can sit back, relax, and let Dickie's do the cooking. All right, so the Golden Eagles go on the road last night at UAB. They shoot 68% in the second half. Uh, they're uh, led by Ladavius Drain with 28 points and Gabe Watson with 27 and the Golden Eagles collect a very impressive and I think very important road win, 84-77 over the UAB Blazers last night. Uh, basketball coach Kyle Rohn joins us right now on the Eagle Hour. And, Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations. I'm sure that was a pretty nice ride last night uh, back to the hotel or back to school from uh, from the UAB arena. Well, pre- appreciate it. Appreciate you having us on. Uh, but, it, but it was. Uh, Obviously, a uh, Division One win on the road, it's very difficult. Uh, it's good for us to get um, excited for our guys uh, and, uh, you know, have to have to capitalize. We're, we're on the bus now to our next stop, which is in Murfreesboro at Middle Tennessee. So uh, we were actually at a hotel right at UAB Medical Center. So well, we, did not, we did not have to drive far last night, and uh, we were able to enjoy it a little bit. You know, had a total team outing. Uh, you know, obviously, numbers-wise, we had a, our, our two guards really, really did a, a tremendous job of scoring the ball for us. But not only that, it's so many other things. And I thought, you know, yeah, we shot a great percentage, but I thought we just took every blow they gave us uh, and responded. It seemed like every time, and and, and late in the game, we converted a very high percentage of our free throws. Uh, things that you had to do to win on the road. Uh, before we get into the particulars of the game. How big, from a psyche standpoint, a confidence standpoint, is it when you go on the road, beat a rival like that uh, in their place? Well, it means everything. Obviously, you know where we are uh, as a program uh, in a transition year with coaching staff, uh, with young guys, uh, uh, even returners being young in, in terms of Division One experience. So uh, us, us as a group uh, uh, trying to grow, you know, every day and every game. So as you said, from a psyche standpoint, just it, 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 it's a it's a, a great boost uh, to win on the road because they're hard to come by. Obviously, uh, UAB very talented. Uh, uh, you know, a team that's uh, hard to beat at UAB, uh, like most teams, but uh, but UAB in particular. And uh, uh, so it, it's huge for our team. Uh, now, obviously, as we're trying to learn how to how to grow as a group, our, our next uh, step is to see if we can piece something together and uh, and, and and kind of build off a little six success other than maybe chasing that one or two wins yeah how tough is uab to win uh, to win to beat uab at home the blazers were eight and two 
at home coming into that game last night. Only appropriate, I guess, that you were next to the UAB Medical Center, Kyle, because you killed them. You killed UAB last night. <laughs> so now <laughs> you guys got two in a row now and headed to Murfreesboro, and no disrespect to the to the you know the uh, the blue blue Raiders. Uh, blue Raiders. Thank you, I was blue thinking, Raiders. Yeah, but uh, but they they're having a down year. So man. We talked yesterday about once you get the first one, there sometimes there's no stopping you, man. What's what's gotten into you guys? You could win, you could logistically and realistically win three in a row. Well, obviously, what what's gotten into us, I think, is just the process. I think just a byproduct of maybe just uh, uh, us continuing to to improve each day, and obviously the schedule's been tough as we've talked before, and uh, the first part of the league schedule was. Was was you know really tough? Yeah. Jumped out there on the road to UTEP and San Antonio, and uh, but but we never we never lost track of just trying to get better every day. And 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 now you mentioned something about Middle Tennessee, but Kelly, you know that that makes them scary because you you look at a team that hasn't won a league game, and and, and I know how we felt at that time. You look at every opportunity as to be this that one. So uh, you know our, our 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 guard has to tremendously be up and. And, and, and our senses have to be really strong for what we're headed into because we're, we're going to go into an environment, or maybe not an environment, so to speak, but we're going into a team, a locker room that's very hungry for a win, and, and, and that's dangerous on the road. One question before I turn it over to Luke Johnson for his questions. Coach Kyle Rohn of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles have won two in a row now. Kyle, you only get used uh, uh, seven players last night. How, how far the season can you go before the legs start to go? If you, if you only – or. I know you don't necessarily want to use seven, but uh, how long can that happen before physically you wear out? Right. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And obviously we, have, we do have to monitor that, Kelly. And, you know, the, the, the way the game was last night, you know, we, we were worried about that uh, going into the game, really were. And uh, uh, we, did, we did a few things uh, strategy-wise to try to offset uh, 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 some foul trouble. Uh, and we, we, were, we were fortunate to get late in the game before it became uh, – before it became a problem, and uh, had some the guys that we did use were, were, were very quality uh, minutes off the bench, and then obviously we had some guys that played 40 minutes in high 30s. But we do have to monitor that today in particular. Got a one day quick turnaround, and and, and Saturday's tough to play uh, after after a Thursday uh, game in particular when when you use so many guys uh, so many minutes by so few guys. So it's something that we're going to have to be careful with, Kelly. Obviously, we wish we could have a. Uh, a, a, a part of uh, uh, some people that would that we could get going, and uh, but it's just been something that we've got, and we've kind of had a little adversity hit us, and we've got to we've got to make the best of this situation and be the best we can be with who we put out there. Yeah, and Luke Johnson, one of the things the Eagles have been battling is the flu bug, including uh, Coach Ladner, who's still not at one hundred percent. Luke. Y'all need to pass out some masks on that bus, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. uh, just make sure not, you don't need to get that next. But I tell you what, when when you were uh, when you were filling in against Rice, man, we could hear you. We could hear you wherever you are, and people could hear you on the radio too. Well, I, that's probably a bad thing. I apologize if there was any moments, but we we were we were in need of one, and uh, I think our whole program was just uh, was just scratching and clawing, trying to do all we could to. To, to, to create a little energy and get something that uh, we could come out with a win, and we did. Really proud of our guys. It's not easy to, to do when you when you when you're hit and your boss man's out a little bit, and uh, just a, it just it means a lot that our guys just kind of came together and we were able to pull and to build uh, each game. And they did a good job of it last night, obviously by building. Now we just got to continue it. 
couple more questions for me. Uh, first, uh, the the free throw percentage has been so much better this year. Last year, Eagles shot I think sixty four percent. You guys are right at seventy five percent. Comment about you know uh, what what it does specifically. Last night, we saw that kind of seal the game. And then, if you would talk about Leonard Harper Baker, he's a senior. Um, played thirty seven minutes last night. Does a lot of the dirty work uh, underneath and plays a whole lot bigger than he is at six four six five. Well, the free throw percentage in particular. Uh, not to jinx us. You know how it is when announcers mention free throws, so we want to make sure we continue to carry that uh, into, into Murfreesboro. But uh, our free throw shooting in particular, just, uh, you know, it's something that, that we, we say that you just have to have some, some mental toughness in a, in a, in a situation to, to go and make a, uh, to make a shot. And uh, if you want to uh, make it particular to last night's game, I really, really thought it kind of, Sealed it for us. You know, we got up 14 or 15 points, and then UAB, you know, as most teams make a run there, and about two and a half, three minutes to go, uh, you know, scored it from the three-point range and got some easy buckets. And so, but but the thing about it is, we were trading three for two. I honestly believe um, if if we hadn't been as as strong as we were at the free throw line, trading three for zero, it would uh, it. it, it very easily could have been a different result, and uh, by us by us handling our business on that end, it, it settled things down. It gave us a little more confidence to withstand the rush that they were making with made shots, and and uh, and we were able to, to to hold on to a lead that we had built up in the second half. All right, Coach, we want to thank you very much, especially when you're traveling. You take the time to talk to us. We appreciate that a lot. Is everybody well, or is the flu bug still a nemesis for the ball team right now? You know, to give an injury report, it's, uh, uh, you know, everybody's still reeling just a little bit. You know, some, I think Luke may have mentioned about the mask. It's, it's, uh, I'm not saying this in a funny way, but it's ironically you say that. We, we had, uh, uh, you know, one of our guys actually showed up for the Rice game with a mask on. And, uh, Arthur Kanachik, he, he wore a mask to the locker room to get ready and, uh, took a little ribbon for it. But, you know, he's doing it for the team and, and, uh, uh, Gabe Watson, uh, uh, and both those guys were tested positive with the flu, literally positive, uh, but they, uh, they they didn't have it to a point where fever was, was at a bad point. And uh, uh, Coach obviously had it, uh, uh, had it, had a terrible case of it out, still not back to where he's just gaining that, that strength back to where it's just where he can get back on his feet. And he wanted to kind of pass on that he, he appreciates the invite. It's just him this morning after last night's game, it really, really realized how low on energy he was. So he, so everybody's still fighting through it, but we have not had any more more uh, uh, spread from those three guys. All right, That's positive. Well, you stay healthy, and again, thank you very much for being on the Eagle Hour. Keep it going, Kyle. Well, we always appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Luke. Right, Kyle Rohn, everybody, basketball coach at Southern Miss. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. I want to thank Kyle Rohn for joining us uh, in the opening segment. Basketball coach, of course, at Southern Miss. Larry Wesson, former baseball player for the Golden Eagles and an associate of Hill Denson, scheduled to join us a little later in the show. We're going to be talking a little baseball. There's going to be a baseball scrimmage game open to the public today at 3.30, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, 
and Sunday at 2 o'clock if you want to go check out the new field and check out uh, this edition of the Golden Eagles. They're going to be scrimmaging against each other all weekend, and uh, you're invited to be a part of that. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Our buddies down on Hardy Street with a great selection of Southern Miss apparel. No matter where you live, no matter where you're listening to the show this afternoon, if it's on some of our other affiliates or maybe uh, you're listening to us online uh, this afternoon, you can go to CampusBookmart.net, M-A-R-T.net, and uh, you can place your order and they will deliver uh, your Southern Miss swag right to your front door. So we appreciate uh, very much their support. All right, guys, back to the basketball game. Before we uh, we will talk about the ladies game, they got beat last night by UAB uh, 74-68. But this win last night uh, by the men's team, Luke, so big in so many ways uh, to get a road win in the conference when you're struggling, obviously big to beat UAB uh, is always a big thing. But, you know, they, they go to Middle Tennessee now, which is a struggling program, and, and you you kind of think, guys, if they can just keep going and keep doing what they did last night, then maybe these maybe these guys do pull it out here and get in the conference championship. What do you think? You look at who who they got coming up. I'll, I'll come back to UAB in just a second. But Middle Tennessee right now is zero and seven, four and sixteen overall. Then next Thursday they got Old Dominion, who's seven and thirteen overall, three and four in the league. Um, you got Charlotte, which Charlotte's in the top. Five in the league. Uh, There's eleven and seven overall. So you look at the next. Then they play Marshall. You've really got before Western Kentucky on February the eighth. You could possibly go three and one. Not sure they could beat Charlotte, but it is at home. But man, that there, there's a uh, a real opportunity. They can go three and one and and turn an zero and five start around to maybe a six and five, five and five going into Western Kentucky. That would be a tremendous. Uh, achievement. One of the sure. one of the things that encouraged me about last night is if you follow the Golden Eagle box scores in basketball this year, you've seen that even in the first half, whether it be home or away, they've always been really close at half. Okay, they might be up by a point, might be down by three, but the games were always close. But then the Eagles faded in the second half and the games that they lost. That was not the case last night. They led at half, not unusual, even though it was on the road. But the fact that as Luke was mentioning, they stretched it to 14 at one point in the second half. You know, they were able to finish something that they started. To me, that's really encouraging. And I think before the season started, if you would have asked Southern Miss basketball fans what would be a, a satisfying season considering the situation, and I think most people said um, double digits in wins. Ten wow. wins would make a good season. Well, what are they at, six now? Right? And, and heading into, as Luke said, a, it, some of these are winnable. Okay, obviously they, they have to perform, but they're winnable. The teams are, are all beatable. So, and if they, if they do that and come out with some of these wins, they're at 10 wins already with still a month left to yeah, go. You know, last year I thought uh, toward the end of the season, Ladavius Drain was the most dynamic player on the floor in his ability to really shoot three-pointers and, and really light it up. 28 points out of him last night. Uh, you know, he seems to be finding his shot. And I got to tell you, Luke, uh, Drain can make a big difference down the stretch. If you've got that three point guy that can throw those three pointers in throughout a ball game, you know, consistently, uh, that gives you a big, big advantage. Drain, I think, very important to the rest of the year. And what just he shot, he hit three threes last night, but he was 8 of 17 from the floor. The most important statistic that I, I talked to Coach Ron about, he was 9 and 9 from uh, the free throw stripe. 
So Eagles last night only missed two free throws. That's what enabled them to, to hold that league later. Drain and Watson never came out. Watson was another guy we talked about. If he can start hitting uh, the mid-range jump shot, he was 10-17 to 17 to last night. Uh, last night. But how about Otter Kanadzik? Uh, how, how about Artur? He, from Estonia, uh, plays 28 minutes. First time he started, I think, since early December. Um, he scores 10 last night. Drain on top of that, nine rebounds. Uh, Stevenson, nine rebounds. They, they played Leslie for 12 minutes. They played, uh, Jack Domi for nine minutes. Everybody else. Stevenson, 34. Harper Baker, 37. Drain, Watson, 40. Kanatsik, 28. It, it, that, that is pretty astounding. You get 84 points out of basically five and a half guys. Tremendous, and and the guts. We haven't won in Birmingham since 2011. Lost our last five straight over there. Pretty impressive for them to go in there and get a win. A last good night. team. It's never easy to go to UAB and beat them in basketball. And the fact that you're also you you not only had to beat the Blazers, but you're having to beat the flu. Right. I mean, you got guys that are playing out there who are diagnosed with the flu. Um, and you know, and if they if they get healthy, who's to say some of the other guys aren't going to catch it? But you know, on the flip side, uh, the women were at home against UAB and they drop. Uh, I think it's fair to say a disappointing seventy four sixty eight loss to UAB. Uh, Luke, uh, the women cooling off just a little bit. Um, UAB was twelve and seven. Uh, they were they were through three and three in conference USA. They're kind of in the middle there where the Lady Eagles were. You know, I, I just think it's a you, you want them to see you want them to win at home. But you know how we always talk about Lady Eagles sometimes have a a down quarter. They actually outscored UAB twenty four to twenty one in the fourth quarter. They only scored eleven points in the first first quarter. Mm. So they they started the game slow. And when you specifically look at some of uh, the statistics: Shante Hills had twenty nine or twenty two points. Leapart had fourteen. But when you look at that first quarter, they shot twenty five percent from the field. That's that's kind of been the you know the characteristic of of when when they lose one, they just have a tough quarter, and they they started it last night. I guess Kelly, it's time for me to go back and be the honorary coach like I was last year and inspire those young women. And, and they won, didn't they? Man, they went on a tear. I mean, they went on a tear after I gave my speech to them. Well, there would be those that would say though that the Lady Eagles are coming back to where they were projected to be. There would mm-hmm. be some that would argue they just got off to a hot start, whether it was a favorable schedule they played well or a combination of the two. But remember, in all the preseason, you know, polls and so on, they were kind of projected to be a middle. of fourth street bar and grill which is the sponsor of this segment there we go uh our next guest knows a lot about southern miss baseball he was a star player here he also uh, coached with a legend from southern miss hill denson at bellhaven college and uh, we welcome larry wesson to the show and uh, coach thanks for joining us you're welcome thanks for having me all right coach first question i've got for you we've we've been talking a lot about this new uh, artificial turf field state-of-the-art field a million dollars plus now down, guys practicing on it. I know you have some familiarity with artificial turf surfaces. A, how long will it take the Southern Miss players to adjust to this? And B, what will be the biggest difference in playing the game on this surface as opposed to the grass at the peat that they've done uh, since its creation? It will not take long at all to get used to it. Uh the artificial turf now, which they call field turf, is more closer to grass than the old turf that I played on in 1990 in the Superdome in 91 at Austin, Texas. Back then it was like carpet on concrete. Mm. Now it's very similar to grass. 
Pete Taylor Park has always had a great surface anyway. I never remember in my lifetime having a bad defensive team at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to keep up with Southern Miss even after I left there. Mm-hmm. So it will be truer hops for infielders. The ball is a little quicker, that's all. Mm-hmm. Now, Larry, I know you, your, your playing career at Southern Miss has been well documented, but your son Ryan was a, was a pretty good ball player, too, and I know started at Pearl River, and I think he then went up to Bellhaven or, or maybe Mississippi College somewhere in there. So did you did, tell me about being a dad but also having playing experience and how much shop did you get to talk with Ryan? What was your approach with him as he came up as a baseball player? Well, I'll tell you, Kelly, he played with your son at Pearl River, and then he played for us at Bellhaven. Okay. And, uh, you know, Coach Denson coached me at Southern Miss, so I thought it would be very difficult for him to play for us. But it was very easy from my perspective. And even though I was his position coach as an outfield coach and a hitting coach, I think he learned more from me talking to other players than him because I tried to not put too much pressure on him when I coached him and just let him play. He had a lot of ability, and I wanted to do this show. He was our starting center fielder at Bellhaven for the 2017 season. And had a great year, and that was probably the funniest year I've ever had as a coach. So, so, so you didn't. It wasn't difficult for either one of you to to separate dad and coach. No, not at the college level. I think at the high school level, he always when I coached at MRA, he left MRA and didn't want to play for me because he didn't want to deal with the parents and people saying he's only playing because his dad is a coach kind of thing. So uh, he avoided me in high school, but I actually recruited him to come to Bellhaven, and he was our starting center fielder. So I think he appreciated that. You know, once we got older and more mature as people, and, that, that wasn't going to happen at that level. And, Larry, if, if you'll allow me to and – I, and I won't go into great detail, but I think it's a great story. Here, here's a guy, Larry Wesson, who was so f- physically able, you know, and, and just a terrific athlete and had a health scare, and I, I will leave it at that. And, and it, was a, it was a struggle coming back, Larry. And I wanted to see – I want people to know you not as a coach, not just as a coach and as a player, but as a human being – who had to struggle with not necessarily being able to do the things that you used to do. In, in your, on your way back, what were some of the things, the, the most valuable things now that you think you learned during that process? To be a better human, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. To, I, couldn't, I had a stroke and almost died is what happened. So. Well, I, I, I knew that, a, but I didn't, didn't want to. huge adjustment as an active ex-player and then, you know, a coach who couldn't hit on those and couldn't throw BP anymore. And even though I came back to coaching, it was different because I was not the same. But when you, and, uh, when you say be a better human being, yes, elabor- elaborate on that a little bit if you don't mind. Well, when you almost die, you appreciate everything that you have, your family, your friends, just to be alive, mm-hmm. to go to a ballpark and watch it, mm-hmm. to appreciate the sport for the sport. Things like that. The th- I think what I hear you say, uh, Coach, is the things that we take for granted. Am I correct? Absolutely. You no Absolutely. longer take them for granted. Absolutely. Right. Right. Great story, and glad that glad that you're back and uh, and and doing what you uh, love to do. Luke, uh, say hello to Coach uh, Larry Wesson. Coach Wesson, thanks for being on today. Uh, we we've had Coach Denson on from time to time, and most of the time we just sit here and mess around and listen to old stories that that he tells your how did hill denson impact you as as a person and how did he impact you as a coach well first of all he gave me a chance to play division one college baseball which i appreciate and will forever be in debt to him he also let me coach in college 
And I've heard all those stories, too, and they're great to listen to. Coach Nixon is a great storyteller, and now that he's retired, uh, he's going to tell them over and over and over <laughs> with uh, probably a little more uh, – yeah, each detail each, that may not have been there in the first place. Each time he tells it, it gets a little more more grandiose, huh? Every time he tells <laughs> yes, it, absolutely. But he's he's a great guy. I love playing for him. I love coaching with him. He's just a baseball icon. No question. I love the sport of baseball, and I, he does too. So we get along very well when we're together. You guys were uh, were laying the foundation, and we were just uh, t- we were talking just a second ago about this new million dollar surface at, at Pete Taylor Park. Did did uh, at the time when you guys? I know you were just college students and men playing there, but but did you think that Southern Miss could become what it is now—the national power uh, program that that we are now? Well, I, without sounding arrogant, we hoped that we started that. We really did, and we did talk about that because in 1990 was the first regional team, and then in '91 we went again, mm-hmm. and then in '92 my junior year when we didn't go, we were very disappointed. So, we, yes, we talked about trying to build a program at Southern Miss like other programs in the Southeast. Uh, did we envision what it is today? I can't say that we did. Going to the College World Series in 2009 is amazing. Uh, that service I was just on this past weekend is amazing. That stadium has always been amazing. The, the support, the fan support in Hattiesburg has always been amazing. It's just going to get better in my opinion. Larry Weston, if Ryan would have come to you and said, Dad, I don't want to play baseball. I don't ever want to play baseball. How, how do you think you would have reacted? Well, Kelly, he did that. Oh, he did? His senior year at Bellhaven, he decided he wanted to take a job in Colorado and keep on Colorado at a ski resort. So he, he left Bellhaven to go work in, in Colorado. So, and, and you were cool with that. I mean, but what if, but what, I was. But what if he just said... Time, you know, at that time, it was after my stroke. I did not want him to play because of me. I did not want him to play because of his Uncle Barry who played in the Major League with the Astros and Angels. I wanted to play for himself. But what if what if and when he got a job, he decided he wanted to take a job, so I let him. Yeah. But what if he didn't ever like in junior high and high school? If he just said, "Dad, I I, I don't ever even didn't even want to start playing baseball," I think that would have hurt me because he had a min- tremendous ability even as a young player. Yes, indeed. But as a dad, I would never want to force him to do something he didn't want to do. Yep, and that's the way you're supposed so to be with you. I would let him do whatever he wanted. Well, you tell him I said, hey, will you, and Tammy, too? Absolutely. Yes, son, too. Okay. Hey, Coach, we want to thank you very much uh, for giving us some of your time and being on the radio show with us today, and uh, we hope that we see you at the Pete this uh, spring. Uh, you'll see me Saturday. I'll be there. The All right, thing. good deal. Coach Larry Weston. weekend. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Coach Larry Weston uh, from Bellhaven University, former Southern Miss baseball star. Kelly, you were telling me, uh, before we went on the air, really good baseball player. Yeah, he was a, he was just overall just a terrific athlete. Uh, was a real clutch hitter too. You know when you needed, to, and he wasn't he wasn't the biggest guy. You know, but he, he was stockily built, but uh, but came through terrific leader. And and if I can say that I think um, anybody that that knew the Wessons and knew what Larry and his wife Tammy and his son was going through when because Larry was a young man, you normally associate strokes with older people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they happen to younger people, and, and that, that happened to Larry. But to see him you know, be so able and then have to deal with not being as able, you know, and through this process, how it strengthened the family, how he was determined to whatever degree he was going to get back, that, that it was, knew it was going to be a slow process, which has to be so difficult 
you know, to be able to deal with mentally, not only physically, but mentally, especially when you're so used to being able. I think Larry Wesson has taught, whether he knows it or not, I think he has, he has influenced a lot more people that way than he ever has in baseball, which, is, which that's been a significant number in and of itself. He's a, he's a real competitor and a real credit to, to Southern Miss. Just what he's been through and how he's come back. Awesome. And we talk about all these sports every day, and, and, and things like that put it all in perspective. It sure it's, does. It's just a game. It's just for fun. It's just for entertainment. And, and, it, and it sounded like he choked up a little bit when he said, you know, just to be a better human being. And, and I, you know, I hope, and I'll talk to Larry, I hope I didn't put him on the spot there. But, I mean, he, you know, I wasn't going to go into the details as to what happened. He offered those. But, um, and the only reason I brought it up was because I've seen it firsthand. And like I said, to, to be able to, to do what he's done – it's just tremendous. A courageous man. We're grateful to him for coming on our show. All right. We're going to come back, wrap up this week of the Eagle Hour next. We hope you'll stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Greatly appreciate spending some time with Larry Wesson, former Southern Miss baseball player and assistant of Hill Denson on the Eagle Hour. Bob, Luke, Kelly, and Brandon from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98, also online, toyotahattiesburg.com. If you're looking for a new Toyota, stop by there, get you a new 4Runner, Tacoma, Tundra, everything in between. Camry, Toyota Hattiesburg can help you with all of your car purchasing needs. Updated Conference USA men's basketball standings. Southern Miss improving to 2 five still at the bottom part of the league uh, they are ahead of middle tennessee and rice if they were to win this weekend there are one two three four five teams at three and four somebody's going to lose this weekend so eagles uh, can move up in uh, the standings they are six and 14 overall after defeating uab last night women are tied for fourth at three and three with western kentucky rice uh, number one right now in women's seven and oh a couple things to know about baseball and softball wise uh, baseball has a winter showcase uh, coming up next weekend or next sunday february the 2nd at the pete uh, it'll start at 10 a.m and uh, we'll continue through uh, the afternoon if you have questions or would like to uh, participate in that you can contact lad roads at 228 228- Two nine seven 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 zero three. Also, I've been talking uh, to the softball coaches, uh, Coach Brian Levan in his first year at Southern Miss. Lady Eagles, uh, just I guess about fourteen days uh, from opening day, they got a fundraiser coming up on February the first, and Coach Levan will be on the Eagle Hour early next week to talk more about that and to preview the Lady Eagles softball team.
Uh, speaking of softball, last Saturday, guys, I'm at Sam's. Love to go up there on Saturday. You know, Kelly, you can get a light lunch just walking around eating the free stuff. Well, I was gonna, who, would, who would want a light lunch? Yeah. Uh, well, then you go over and get the hot dog combo. Oh, now we're talking. Pizza now we're talking. Favorite. And I ran into uh, Wendy Hoke, the former softball coach, and uh, we had a nice conversation. Uh, she, of course, is at Pedal, and I think living life and, and loving life and um, – uh, told me how much more time she was getting to spend with her kids. So, you know, the new softball coaches are great. We hope they have a great year. But I don't think we can ever forget about the job she did in putting the softball program where it's at now for the, for these new coaches to take over that we're very optimistic about. And the Lady Eagle softball team, their fundraiser, they're going to have a trivia night, all right, where you can raise money for – all right, so Luke and Bob, here's your first – your trivia question as we brush up for the Lady right, Eagle fundraiser. Let us, let us have it. What is the fastest – first one on the buzzer, Brandon – you have to be the judge if, if, if it's close, all right? Wake up, Brandon. What is, yes. What is the fastest breed of dog? Greyhound. That is correct. Bob Bob gets one point. Luke, did you know that? I said it I said it five seconds ago, but there's a delay here in Laurel. Oh, you did? Okay. The, yeah, oh, ding, the, ding, ding, ding. We're going to blame it on the right. – what is the fastest moving snake in North America Cobra. on land? Oh, uh, on land, I uh... – Luke? There's no cobras in North America, no, I'll tell you that no. much. Uh, what is Luke it? would know. He's going over. No, he'd know about cobras, I'm saying. The, uh, the black mamba. It's a black snake. Yeah. Oh, it's a well, mamba? The black mamba. In America? Yes. Kobe the, Bryant? Is Who? The, is the what? fastest really? moving snake. All right. Get yeah. another one? Uh, let me think here. Uh, what do we win? I want to be incentivized. Well, we're just we're raising money for the pride. Like, you know. It's all for pride. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a Hattiesburg question. I don't know if it's fair to Luke. But Colonel Hardy formed the city of Hattiesburg, founded it, and named the first three streets his in Hattiesburg. His wife was named Hattie. Correct. That's his second wife, actually. <laughs> but he named the first streets in Hattiesburg after his daughters. What are those three streets? Fourth, Hardy, no. and 28th. <laughs> Had a daughter named Fourth. A daughter named 28th. Good gracious. What do you think, Luke? Or was it 28th and 4th? Oh, oh, your time is up. Ding, ding, ding. Your time is up. Adeline... Mamie and Corinne were the first three streets in Hattiesburg to get names. I, fourth was I know where Mamie one. Street is. I don't know where the other ones are. They're were, they were right all down there together in the avenues. This is your forte here. What kind it? of guy <laughs> is going to name his daughter 28th? <laughs> Grief. <laughs> anyway, we'll have more information. I, on- I, I tell you what, I guarantee you Colonel Hardy bought gifts for his grandchildren, okay? No I'll tell you that much. kidding. <laughs> actually, no kidding. Actually, if Colonel Hardy would have named the town after himself and the main street after his wife, it would be Hattie Street, and the radio station w- would be <laughs> WLAUWFMM Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, relive it now, Brandon. You have right, give no, me one more. Give me a couple more. You have give no idea. One more, more quick. Uh, oh gosh, come on, uh, come on. What what number did Bart Starr wear as quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Twelve. Nope. As quarterback. Five. What? Nope. Nope. Fifteen. Fifteen. I was yeah. close. Yeah, I was close. Luke got the five right. You got uh, the one right in the twelve. Right. Here's the last trivia question of the day. How many years has it been since the Cincinnati Bengals won a Super Bowl? Monday on the program. (laughs) No, no, that's have you got a buzzer? It it wouldn't be a ding ding. Yeah, that that one more time, Brandon. That's that's the whole Bengal season. 
the, that's the Cincinnati Bengal theme song right there. Brandon's far too quick on those buttons. All you? right, Luke, have a good weekend. Kelly, have a good weekend. Brandon, we'll be back uh, Monday at 1 o'clock, everybody. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. To the top. Mississippi Media Production.